Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. You know, we have been talking about big tech and censorship for a long time. Over the past couple of weeks, we've noticed an old familiar foe is starting to make the rounds again, and that is Microsoft. And Microsoft has once again continued to push the envelope of new technology that is designed to censor you online. And one of those things, of course, is making sure that your kid is as a QR code that's generated for them every single day before they go to school or else the school buildings won't open up. But then there was another another story out there about this computer fingerprint. And joining us now to talk about that is Alan Bakari. He's the senior technology correspondent over at Breitbart News. He's also the author of the book Deleted, Big Tech's Battle to Erase the Trump Movement and Steal the Election. Alan Bakari, welcome to the program. Hi, Casey. Great to be on. I appreciate the time today. So we covered this just a little bit when when your article came out. I think it was last week. But why don't you tell us what Microsoft is doing with their big tech allies and why people need to be concerned about this, especially with online privacy and censorship going forward? So Microsoft has teamed up with Adobe, Intel, and a number of other companies, as well as mainstream media companies, to create what they call the Coalition for Content Provenance and authenticity. And the goal of this coalition is to make sure that every uh, every piece of digital content that's created on a computer can be traced back to an author. And they justify this to its creator. And they justify this by uh, saying this will help them distinguish between uh, real information and misinformation from, you know, real videos and, you know, deepfakes. So they're using this concern around... Um, disinformation and deepfakes, and you know, there's a real concern around deepfakes, to create technology that could, if it were made mandatory across uh, digital devices, completely eliminate privacy and anonymity. And crucially, uh, Microsoft has not told me if this technology is going to be opt-in or opt-out, if you can turn it off. But essentially it means, when you consider the companies involved in this, that you know, if you create a document, if you create an image using Microsoft tools, or Adobe tools, that uh, there'd be some sort of signal attached to it, allowing uh, the author, the provenance, to be identified. Now, I'm sure that there's some people in the audience, Alan, who probably like, this sounds like this is Minority Report, this is, you know, way out there, outlandish conspiracy theories, but this technology already exists. It's in every single inkjet printer that we have. So this is how they trace, you know, fake currencies and things of that nature. So this isn't really a far-fetched idea at all. It's just a new application for the old technology, maybe done on a software basis as opposed to a hardware basis. Absolutely. And the fact that it's being done on a, uh, a software basis should concern everyone because, you know, Microsoft and, you know, Microsoft runs Microsoft Office. They run, they have paint, they have video making tools. Adobe has Photoshop, Premiere Pro, used by most people to create videos. Uh, Acrobat with creative PDFs. So if they're all teaming up, oh, and then you have Intel, which you now obviously creates computer microchips, laptop uh, laptop microchips. They own eighty percent of those markets, uh, and the microchip, the, the central processing unit, that gets to see everything that happens on a computer, whether it's online or whether it's offline. It processes all the information, so you can't really hide from your CPU if your CPU is tracking you. So when you have all these companies working together to establish provenance. They really create the, you have the potential to create technology that means there'll be nowhere for people to hide, that everything can be traced back. Now, Adobe had a similar thing before they joined this coalition that they were working on, but that was, that was opt-in. You could turn that off. 
and Microsoft hasn't clarified whether you can turn off the technology that they're working on. And of course, we have to wonder, too, what's going to happen with various social media posts, memes, the great meme war of 2016 obviously comes to mind, uh, where people are being censored just for basically artistic impressions of things that were going on in the news. What's going to happen now with the censorship culture on social media as that continues to expand? It's not retracting, but it's getting worse. And now you might be able to go ahead and look at somebody's you know, fingerprint from their computer and say nothing that they created is going to be posted on any of our networks. We're not going to allow this person to engage in online social activity at all unless they're in some remote, you know, remote website that doesn't get a lot of traffic. Is that a real concern with this technology or am I misreading that? I think that's the whole purpose of this. The whole purpose is to sort so-called disinformation, which, as we know, is just a word they use to censor conservative and alternative media from so-called real information. And when you've attached signals to every piece of online content identifying its author, you can then use those signals to train algorithms to suppress uh, information that comes from sources you like and suppress information that comes from sources you dislike. So it'll, it'll create that kind of automated uh, AI censorship much, much easier. Now, I'm also concerned about some stuff that happened in the last stimulus bill before this one under President Trump. There were some things in there that I'm a 3D printer, specifically addresses 3D printing and copyright. It was very concerning to me, and it all involves the creation of information and the origin of files. So if you, you know, recreate something that somebody may have a patent or something like that on, they can trace it right to you. Even if you're recreating it for personal use, that it somehow would get reported to some central clearinghouse somewhere. But now, if what we're worried about with this coalition and Microsoft's technology, I mean, they're going to know exactly where to go to file lawsuits and, and go after you if you just want to 3D print something at home. That's true. It's, I mean, I remember back in uh, 2011 and 2012, uh, there's all these issues around copyright. I mean, old entertainment industries trying to censor the Internet to uh, because they were concerned about uh, the, the impact on copyright, that was a huge progressive cause. But uh, now that this effort is being cloaked in the guise of combating harmful disinformation, you see no opposition from, uh, from progressives. Yeah, until it comes after them. Then all of a sudden, they'll change their tune, right? Absolutely. Now, is there any protection against this? Let's just assume that they're not going to turn it off. It's not going to be voluntary. Um, is there going to be any kind of protection? This is not going to be something that you're going to be able to get a VPN for to protect against. I mean, is there anything to protect the end user from this type of censorship or no? Uh, well, no, that's exactly right, because a VPN simply masks your IP address. If you're, uh, if there's like non-offline software like Microsoft Word or Adobe tracking you, then that, you know, that signal is imprinted before you even connect to the Internet. So a VPN can't protect you there. Uh, it's, it's good to see that uh, AMD, which is Intel's main competitor in, uh, in microchips, is not part of this coalition. They don't seem to be part of it. So maybe uh, if this technology is made uh, mandatory, people should consider getting AMD devices rather than Intel ones. Uh, you can also, there are alternatives to Microsoft Office. I like to use a, um, and to Google Documents and uh, Adobe. I, I like to use a program called, uh, an online program actually called CryptPad, which is an open source alternative to Microsoft Word and a number of other uh, Microsoft Office applications. So there are alternatives to, uh, to Microsoft products out there. And, you know, I'd, uh, I'd highly recommend people uh, use them regardless of this, uh, where this technology goes, because Microsoft isn't really a company any conservative should be supporting. 
Yeah, and I think if you look at the coalition there, you'll find that most of them have some form of a competitor, and a lot of those competitors are open source like you talked about. One final question for you before I let you go. When we talked about this, when your article came out, and we were going over it on the show previously, one of the questions that I got is, what if I have an older computer? Is this going to be something that is going to be retroactively able to be applied to my older computer, or can I keep my older computer and hopefully avoid this type of censorship going forward. Do you have any answers for us on that? Uh, that's a good question. I think as long as you keep it disconnected from the Internet, it'll be difficult for them to uh, to retroactively update anything. Um, but uh, it's uh, obviously you'll be cut off from getting any updates, because normally what they do with these changes is they'll, they'll add them to any update to their software. So it's when you install the update, you install all the new technology. And again, Alan Bakari, he's the senior technology correspondent at Breitbart News. Thank you so much for the time. Make sure you go pick up his book, Deleted Big Tech's Battle to Erase the Trump Movement and Steal the Election. Gee, we already know how that one went out, right, Alan? So uh, definitely pick up that book. We appreciate your time. Good talking with you today. Thanks, Casey. Good to be on. All right. You take care. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.